0: who's writing and rewriting history, first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away. Let's go! I don't want to go home.
1: Everyone's taking a bite you. Welcome, one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, Albie Shore. And we are here to talk about the Texas Tech football regular season. Um, this improbable, unlikely regular season that we had have here has been amazing. I mean, coming in, Joey McGuire's first season as a Texas Tech uh, head football coach, uh, last episode I said I was having a problem saying what the brand, or actually remembering what the brand is. So I went back, I found where he first talked about the video, and he does call the brand what Texas Tech, Tech would be the toughest, hardest-working, most competitive team in the nation. That is the brand, and that is what he showed That's us. That's a long over one. Over the course. It is a long one. That's the reason why I always forget it. But he he didn't show us what it would take over the course of three months. Um, and so just to talk about this, talk about this football regular season, I got the people champ himself that is Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jeremy?
0: Welcome back, um, everybody. Yeah, so excited here to wrap up a really exciting season. Um, I know that we, you know, we had a lot of, I think everybody had a lot of excitement and tempered expectations, more or less, at the beginning of this season that kind of flew way out of proportion in the middle there and then came back down to earth. But, you know, old and all in all, pretty good season. Joey McGuire, Um, you know, really putting a stamp on Texas Tech football and kind of putting us in a good spot to build from And as we look towards a new Big 12. So excited to kind of break it down as as brief and yet as deep as we can.
1: What You know what? Maybe it wasn't so lot out of proportion. I mean, you know, a lot of people in midseason were like, we can go eight, nine wins. We settled on seven, but that's not too far off eight, nine wins. You mentioned at the end of the last pod, that uh, you know, uh, meltdown against K State, and we're in the Big Twelve title game. That'd be an eight and four record in the Big Twelve title game. You know, like maybe those those thoughts and beliefs aren't too far. Maybe we can be irrational football fans like everybody else, Jeremy. Maybe that just <laughs> is how. That's the new. That's the new reality. Um, but to talk about this, Texas Tech it was seven and five on the year, and let's let's dive in to the Texas Tech twenty twenty two football season that started off. With a nice, easy win. Nice, easy win against Murray State, right? Uh, against the, the, the Murray State Racers. Texas Tech wins 63-10. to 10. Nothing big really happens. You know, just a nice, easy win. Three quarterbacks come in. Uh, the, the starter and the backup both look good. Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith. Wait, hold on. Tyler Shuck plays for one quarter. Donovan Smith plays for two. I'm sure that's no other reason. I'm sure that's nothing, right? Wait, hold on. There was a reason Tyler Shuck went out. Oh, yeah. He hurt his shoulder again. And just like that, broke another broken collarbone for Tyler Shuck, and the quarterback carousel begins so early. Beginning of the season, Jeremy, we were talking about that. Oh, maybe this will be the first year and and since Mahomes that we or since Schiminick, I should say, that we've had a healthy quarterback through the year. Maybe this will be it, Jeremy. It did not last 15 minutes. It didn't last 15 minutes, and we were already on the second quarterback. Uh, but what do you think after game one against Murray State?
0: Uh, I was excited that Smith. Um, once we kind of figured out that oh, Shuck actually went in, because for a second there I was like, he was like, oh, we're doing one quarter, one quarterback kind of thing. Like, okay, first it's Shuck, now it's gonna be Smith, and then it's gonna be Morton, and it's gonna be some who knows, what, Jalen Hutchins. Um, so seeing Smith stay out there for a couple of quarters and realizing it's because Shuck went out with a cl- like a collarbone issue, I was. St- unashamedly excited that we would get to finally see donovan smith be the starter but um you know just a a, just a obvious performance that you want to see from your now i will say in the past you you these games are a lot closer than you want them to be sfa you know murray state blowing them out 63 to 10 was kind of a breath of fresh air to have like that boat race um on on a lower team a good start to the season for sure
1: well, one week later, Jeremy, it was not a boat race. Houston gave us everything, right? So we have a win streak against the Houston Cougars. They're about to be a fellow Big 12 mate. Going, um, They're coached by a former Red Raider and Dana Hogerson, and they gave it to us. After building a 17-3 to lead where it looked like Texas Tech was once again about to drop it on them, U of H comes all the way back in the second half. They score 17 straight points of their own to get a 20-17 to lead. I ain't gonna lie. I was I was beside myself. I was in the typical Tech fashion. But Tech kicks the field goal, ties the game, goes into overtime. This will be a recurring theme for the rest of the season. Um, and after a touchdown by U of H to start the overtime, Tech follows it up with their own touchdown, goes into second overtime. U of H only gets a field goal. And that boy, Smitty, that boy Don, or Donnie, as you call him, uh, runs the touchdown in. Tech wins 33-30. to Um what was your thoughts about this game?
0: You know, I'm trying to remember that early that early frustration of um, being down to Houston, right? Because we talked about you know Texas Tech has such a uh, it's had this dominance over Houston recently in football, and just felt like okay, this is going to be another one of those games. Like they're going to come in with hubris. They're gonna like, oh, we're the American; it's the best conference in the world, except not really, because we're going to come to the Big Twelve. Um, and being down early, yeah, I I kind of lost a little. You know, I was like, I don't know what this team. I you know, if I think about it hard enough, I think I tweeted something about this is going to be a great statement from McGuire. Like, how do you respond to this? And sure enough, we get we start seeing the brand. We start seeing the let's fight for every quarter, let's fight for every play, and they come back. And yeah, that boy Donnie, big frame, big body, jogging it in for the win incredible it was it was a at the time remember this is just this is a top 25 houston team yeah. they we kind of expected a challenge for the american uh, and that's kind of shake, shaken up differently because they finished fourth um they've had a crazy season but at the time this is a houston team that was like hey they're going to compete for their conference and yet you you've challenged them and they're coming into our conference and you got the win you you made it happen you made the win happen this was one of those how do we respond oh, yes, we are the better team, statements for Joey McGuire this season. And for Donovan Smith, my my, my affections for Donovan Smith as quarterback just continued to grow, right? But we are in full blossom.
1: I'm glad you had this positive attitude. That's why you're the people's champ. And I think most people had your same feeling of, man, it's just good. We got to win here. The team fought back. That's fantastic. I didn't feel that way. Um, I did not like the way this win turned out. I thought this was a game that Tech should have won and been in control of, and we completely lost control in the second half. Um, and I'm talking about my feelings at the time, right? I, I don't know how the rest of the season is gonna go at the time. At the time, I was not happy with this loss. It felt a lot, um, and Old Tech fans are gonna be here with me on this, felt a lot like 20, I believe it was 2011, 2011, when Tech barely beat Nevada. When Tech barely beat Nevada at the time, we were like, oh, white sweat, Tuberville second year, no big deal, Thank God we won the game. And that was just foreshadowing a really bad, difficult, stressful season um, that caused Texas Tech to miss out on a bowl game for the first time in a decade. Um, That is how I thought this U of H game was. A game we should have won. A game we looked to be the better team in the first half and then completely let it go. Um, But luckily, you know, that that wasn't necessarily the case. As we move on to the next game, Tech is 2-0. They go to rally. We go to rally. Have the time of our lives. They have an incredible time. Me, Jeremy, Dylan, and Kenzie, we we are wild. We're all wild guys and gals while we're out in uh, in Raleigh. Uh, but Texas Tech, Tech does not have fun. Not not a lot of fun. They get totally <laughs> controlled as much fun and beaten. As we not as not as much fun as we had. Uh, they get beaten 27 to 14 against a good NC State team that was 16th ranked at the time. Um, and. You know that's that was a, the defense really beat down on the offense. There was rarely a time where Tech felt like they were getting anything going in this game, and this was a game to me that felt like mm, new coaching staff, backup quarterback. This is just going to be a struggle bus, um, and uh, I don't know. That, that was a game that was really just tough all around.
0: Yeah, spawn the uh, inter Kitley criticism that just kind of continued to root the rest of the season. His inability to get around this NC State defense. And mind you, you know, of course, we talked about it earlier that the NC State defense is being coordinated by, um, what's his name, who was at West Virginia. He figured out the air raid. Um, And so, yeah, of course we were having a really hard time. We got two touchdowns. And it was actually just, we were just like a touchdown down for a long, it just, it was still so far out of reach. Like seven points had never felt more difficult to get. And with the talent of our team, we just came off that really staunch Double overtime victory against Houston and all this mojo, all this swagger, nah, not in Raleigh. It it went away immediately. And uh, I mean, you do a good job at keeping, uh, keeping um, the NC, keeping the Wolfpack to one of the lowest offensive productions of the season. um, But at the same time, you can't get anything going to save your life. And you know, you come out with the first loss. It really, it was kind of a gut punch, right? You had a chance to go in to Raleigh to make a statement and, uh, man, their fans didn't doubt it. They didn't doubt it. Uh, it was just, it was, that was a tough one, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, Tony Gibson was the defense coordinator for NC state, uh, former defense coordinator for West Virginia during the t- 2010s when the air raid was wild. So, yeah, um, no, you're absolutely right in that it it, it was really a struggle bus. It was that game. That game was tough. It was rough for the Red Raiders. uh, But it definitely felt like it's just a game of, you know what, they're just a team that's better. We regroup, and we're going to be back. And, excuse me, we're going to be back. And back they were in a big way. So we play at home the 2-1 Red Raiders going up against the 22nd ranked Texas Longhorns. Um, and where we're mad, we're angry, they're going to the SEC, Where the vitriol is there, we're still kind of heated from basketball season the prior year, we're ready, packed out, sold out game, first time since 2017, we are ready to protect the Jones and the football team, absolutely protect the Jones. Now Hudson Card is the quarterback, Quinn Ewers gets, got knocked out in the Alabama game, but Hudson Card, he has the experience, he's ready to go right, in this game, um, builds Texas out to a 24-14 to lead, but the Red Raiders come back. I mean, this is not a game that ever felt like it was out. It was back and forth for the most part. Tech makes their way back. Uh, actually, the biggest lead the Texas had was up 31-17 in the third quarter, but chipping away. Touchdown by T- Sir Roger Thompson. Touchdown pass of Donovan Smith the Baylor Cup, tying it up. And then um, getting the ball back, kicking a field goal, but Jeremy, quote-unquote typical Tech, Letting up five yards in 20 seconds – or, sorry, not five yards. 46 yards in 20 seconds yeah. to get Texas a Bush field Harris. goal. Robert, yeah, for Auburn kicking a field goal, doesn't matter, right? Texas forces a fumble from B. John Robinson, Mr. I take care of the ball all the time. Not today, buddy. Forces the field goal – or forces the turnover. Texas Tech gets the ball back. Trey Wolf field goal. And now we are 2-0 and in overtime against in-state foes, against quote-unquote rivals. Um, good win here. Texas beat or Texas Tech beats Texas and it's oh happy day. three and one on the season, what'd you think, Duham?
0: Great. I think we I think we exhausted that one. First win against Texas in Lubbock since that 2008 game. Um, first win against Texas uh, like that in a while, you know, um, a team that yeah, just build build appropriately. Um, ranked semi-appropriately I suppose um, great game great game from Smith right <laughs> great game from Thompson uh, good game from Price. and the the trey wolf legend begin like the trey wolf legend like begins there and just um, yeah just kind of I think coming off of that NC state game I remember looking at one of the tech cheerleaders uh, yell leaders and just being like uh, hey you know what we'll go get te- we'll go get Texas just half-heartedly. And the fact that we won, man, if you were out there listening, I called that shit. I looked at you straight in the face, and I told you we were going to go get Texas, and we did. Uh, I've been waiting to tell you that back, but, you know, put that back in the ether. 3-1. Um, and one. You're 3-1 and one of the season, and you're feeling good, right? And we're going, and this this thus continued. So this, we're three games in to the top 25 madness that McGuire has una- yeah. una- unawarely signed up for with Kansas State and Oklahoma State. Breathing down, just like standing outside. Okay, let, let, let the next one in, and just kind of put your fists back up. But it felt good for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. So I, I, it's easy to compare the Texas and the Houston game because they're kind of similar in that aspect. But the the same despair, I feel, maybe not despair, but the same the, the negative feeling I was feeling after the Houston game, even though we won, I didn't feel after Texas. that Texas game was a good win, and it's really our only win. We've beaten Texas a few times before in the last decade. This is our first win over a good Texas or at least a decent Texas team, right? Like this Texas team listen, we can make jokes all we want, but this is a decent Texas team. They finished 8 and 4 on the season. Um, this is a decent Texas team. The last few times we've beaten Texas, the team's been kind of mid. Either they were 6 and 6 or they either barely made a bowl game or didn't make a bowl game at all. Either 5 and 7, or 6 and 6. Like this is the first time that we beat a Texas team that was actually pretty decent. This is the first win over a top 25 Texas team since 08. Like you said first win uh, um, home win against Texas team Texas since 08. Um, And, again, it's, once again, Joy McGuire showing his arrival, but also a big piece in this game, going forward on fourth downs. This is an improbable win because of the amount of times he said, F it, let me ride. And uh, going forward on fourth downs definitely won this game here, uh, playing for four downs, right? So uh, we talked about in previous podcasts, not necessarily going forward on fourth downs, but he's playing for four downs from the get-go. On a third and ten, he's not trying to get a first down from that third and ten. He's saying, okay, let's get eight yards here. And now it's a fourth and two. Right, and so that really started. I mean, he'd already been doing it in the last few games. That Texas game went to overtime with, or he legitimately went to overtime with it, but really went OD with it and won us the game because of it. And so that was great. We're three and one. We're excited, and then we go on the road, and K State brings all that excitement right back down. Uh, you talked about <laughs> in the last pod um, that we do have a, we do have a fourth quarter meltdown against Kansas State. Um, but Kansas State, I mean, they they started to try to blow us out. We made our way back in. It's twenty to twenty at the end of the third quarter. But we give up seventeen straight points after being uh, down twenty to twenty. The Adrian Martinez, um, Deuce Vaughn combination is too tough for us to hold. We give up a lot of rushing yards, and Kansas State wins the game, thirty-seven twenty-eight.
0: I mean, what do you do? I, we talked about it that you, you you see kind of uh, in the in really towards the end of the third. Uh, Adrian Martinez incomplete like the turnover on downs I think um, or no they punted it off we get it and we 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 uh, we able to get we are holding that twenty points and it felt like we could go and get some get some distance away from them um, but for some reason a comatose Kansas State offense comes alive and like you said it's Adrian Martinez's ability to run and that I mean we talked about it at nauseum quarterbacks who can run really sucked the life out of us um, because it just adds another dynamic to the game. And so we just could not do enough. We only get eight points there in the fourth, 37-28. And, I mean, truthfully, man, Adrian Martinez is the only reason they win that game. Duswan has a tremendous game, but it is Adrian Martinez's decision-making there in the fourth. Um, This game, obviously... Nowhere near the like the problems that Wells had with Kansas State, right? But it felt like one of those that you you should have had, you really should have had, which would have made uh, back to um, back back to back top twenty five wins, which you have not done in a decade. And I felt truly, I was like, dang. After that Texas game, this could be it. Like this could be the back to back because at that point, Kansas State hadn't really. I mean, I think you know, Kansas State hadn't really played anybody that satisfied. You know my, like I wasn't like, hey, Kansas State's a good team, but we can beat them. Um, yeah, boy, was I wrong.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing, Jeremy. So I saw at that point, fans are going to get a little frustrated with your boy, Donovan Smith. We go to we go to Stillwater, and Donovan Smith is hurt. Going into the game, Donovan Smith is hurt, and we and we're like, oh man, we're going up against the seventh ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. They're undefeated. They're they're four zero at the time. And it's just how, how can we possibly beat them with this third string? I know he's supposed to be good, but he's never really shown us anything. He ain't never really done nothing, right? And Baron Morton lights the world on fire, goes into still water in the belly of the beast and has no problems and is slanging it. He is killing it, doing an incredible job. Um, we are up 31 to 23 in the third quarter behind Baron Morton's, you know, almost 300 yards passing at the time, but then he tweaks his ankle. In the third quarter, it's hard for him to be mobile. He's a mobile, he's a dual threat quarterback. It's hard for him to scramble. Oklahoma State is able to come back in the second half. They score 18 unanswered points and it goes from 31 to 23 tech up. To a L. Tech loses 41-31 in a game that really felt like a healthy Baron Morton might have been able to pull off. Um, and Tech falls to three 3-3 three on the season. Uh, what I mean, what do you think? Now we have three – we've seen three quarterbacks now. Baron Morton does an incredible job against Oklahoma State. What do you think about that one?
0: Yeah, um, confusion. I, so originally I thought that Smith had lost the spot, but then it came out that uh, his, his throwing shoulder was just stiff. I mean, he threw for 360 yards against Kansas State um however you like his performance or not that's a lot of yardage (laughs) and he was working for it right and so you know coming out not being able to play against uh oklahoma state you get morton and oklahoma state was not ready for morton i think the staff something that they've done that was frustrating all season but really effective is that they're like hey i don't know who's gonna we'll we'll see who plays well this week and that's who's gonna start um so I really do, like, Oklahoma State prepared for Smith, and out here comes Morton. Much smaller, much more quick and mobile, agile, and just tears Oklahoma State a new one. Dude, I, I was like, okay, this Morton bill, we need to be, like, th- th- this is going to be the future of Texas Tech right here. And I still do feel that way. I think Morton has a lot of, a lot of skill. Needs to kind of figure it out, right? But in this game, Oklahoma State, it's like, that, that question will forever remain is are we one tweaked ankle away from uh, that top 20 that top 10 win against Oklahoma State yeah. in Stillwater but at the same time I also want to caution and I said it in the in the post game like Oklahoma State went in halftime and they made halftime adjustments you know they yeah. said like hey Morton plays like this let's adjust and their whole defensive scheme switches out of this what they were doing before into more of a zone look and spying the cold QB so that plus the tweaked ankle, you know, Morton just – it was going to be a tough game, even if he didn't tweak his ankle. Could we have finished? Yeah, probably. But, you know, Frick. I mean, we yeah, we don't
1: we, 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 we don't pull a longhorn over here. We're not going to say that, oh, well, nah. if our quarterback was healthy. If no, our quarterback do was
0: healthy, we would have won the championship. Yeah, not, <laughs> who
1: knows. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't do that. Um, so next up, I will say Barry Morton continues the hot streak. He goes uh, back home, friendly confines of, confines of Lubbock, Texas, has his first home start against the West Virginia Mountaineers um at this point he's kind of gained a starter he's qb1 right he's qb1 at this point and has a decent game another decent game um but West well, virginia don't really give up too much right that middle 10 is great for texas tech we ride we ride effort we ride effort we ball um we we are our, our first blowout of the season against a, a power five opponent um and and when i say that middle that that really coming out in the second quarter in the third quarter and just killing it. West Virginia has a chance to try to score points to get the game close, and an interception, and that interception leads to points in the third quarter. And Texas Tech, just like that, is up thirty-one to three in the third quarter. Um, they 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 end up winning the game forty-eight to ten. We have backups in. Brady Boyd gets a touchdown. It's 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 all all happy, happy joy joy, um, true blowout, and, and really putting putting foot to neck that we haven't done in a while.
0: I called it man. I called it. I said that if we get pressure on the QB, it's over. And it was. And I think that was a really good home um, a really good home win that kind of for my mind propelled you forward. Hey, let's get out of the funk. Um, we're out of the we're out of the terrible part of our schedule. Let's let's start it off and we talked about it. Like, let's start it off the back half. This is where you're gonna get the wins. This is where you're gonna get bowl eligibility. But let's make sure we do that. And we capitalized well against West Virginia. To which that point made me feel like, oh, the Baylor game pfft, I I think we could do it. <laughs> nope. Yeah, we got a little too big for our britches there, Jeremy. <laughs> we flipped us, they flipped the script on us.
1: We felt, <laughs> we felt good going into Baylor. Baylor had taken a couple L's lately. We're like, you know what? I think both of us predicted a win. We came in hot and Baylor was like, Yeah, y'all need to y'all just stop yourselves. Uh, but yeah, no, Baylor did to us what we did to West Virginia. Um, absolute domination from the Baylor Bears. Tech went loses 45-17. to 17. Uh, Baron Morton in this game looks like a freshman. Looks like a freshman. Yeah. Baylor was absolutely ready for him. Um, he struggled the whole game. The O-line struggled mightily. Um, and when they struggled, also so did the coaching staff. The coaching staff struggled. Because yep. if you remember, Tech is back in the game in the third quarter. They're only down by seven. 24-17 going into the fourth quarter. It seems like, okay, we got a shot here. And then it, it's a turnover by Baron Morton. Then it's like, okay, we'll put Donovan Smith in. He causes an t- interception. Okay, put the banged up Tyler Shuck, who's not 100% yet, but we'll put him in anyway. And, and he throws an interception off of one pass. It just, just was not good at all. It um, was all around. I, I, I don't I yeah. think we talked a lot about a the coaching staff after game. this game. It was just a bad game for everybody. Defense, offense, O-line, receivers, quarterbacks, coaching staff. Just a completely – I would argue that this is probably the worst game of the season that we had all year. Um it's not a good game at all and we get blown out by the Baylor Bears here. Uh what do you think about this one?
0: Uh just bad game. Period. A bad game. Um yeah, you it, it's like, hey, how could this possibly get worse? Okay, let's try that one. That was that yeah, game.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Um and then we followed up. Then we but then we go to TCU. We go to Texas Christian University and and you know, that also kind of feels like, man, this team is undefeated now. And I was doubting TCU a lot. I believe the TCU would be the second worst team in the conference. I did not think this team was very good. I was very wrong. They, At this point, they'd proven themselves. They were undefeated, seventh ranked in the country. Uh, we're going to Fort Worth, a.k.a. Lubbock East. But they pack out. And they pack out the stadium. It's, it's an actually actual road game. But Barron plays a little bit better. Still, He's still QB1. But he plays a little bit better. But then he gets hurt. So what happens? Tyler Shuck now has to come in, and Tyler Shuck is still rusty. Still rusty, doesn't have the best game, but he still is leading Tech 2A. They're still leading at that point. In the third quarter, Tech is up 17-13. to We are still playing a very good game against the top 10 team in the nation, but TCU does what they've done all season, which is do just enough to win the game. TCU ends up putting up 21 straight points, three straight touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It's too much Texas tech loses the game 34 to
0: 24. team of destiny man like TCU team of destiny how many games this season should they have lost um, I'm going to be fascinated with the development of uh, like the what TCU is gonna look like next year I am fascinated is there gonna be this massive regression are they gonna keep it up who knows I have no idea. Uh, but it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I, just a fourth quarter. It's the fourth quarter fallout. It, I think we talked about it. It's like Kansas State all over again. This is a game that you were doing well enough in, and you just don't you don't finish. And you lose that one, and now you're sitting. At that point, we're sitting, what, four and five, two and four in conference. It felt like, ah, shoot. <laughs> well, the best part of our season's over, and it was also, ironically, the toughest part of our season. It's all over. It, hang it up. We're going to play Kansas next week, and you know what? They're going to beat us. That's just how it's going to be. Uh, it was it was tough.
1: I will say, though, at 4-5, and five, I was I was thinking to myself, we can, we, we can win two out of these three games, the next three. The next week, Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma. We can win two out of these three games. I'm probably not going to win three of them, but we can win two out of those three games and get to a bowl. All right, that was what I was thinking. So it starts off home against Kansas, a Kansas team that's been better Jason Bean's starting to really figure things out for the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, there's rumors that Jalen Daniels even, even might be back. So it's a little little scary about what what their capabilities are. Um, but Texas Tech goes out at home. Uh, Tyler Shuck is Tyler Shuck's now back to being QB1, right, through the carousel. Now we're dealing with Tyler Shuck back. And it's a little bit of concern of, well, Tyler Shuck hasn't really looked great the last two weeks. He kind of seems rusty. I, I finally hop off the bandwagon after the, t- the TCU game and say, this guy ain't got it no more. He don't have it, Chief. And then he shuts me the hell up. Incredible game for Tyler Shuck, 246 yards in this game. Um, and Texas Tech takes the lead early on and never looks back. We we Tech does not trail for one second in this game. Um, they're up uh, up 24-7 to at one point in the second quarter. As te- as Kansas makes it a three-point game in, in later, uh, after back-to-back touchdowns, Tech once again extends it out to 30, uh, 33-21 and then wins the game 43-28. Uh, nice, you know, maybe not a blowout, but an arm's-length victory, if that makes sense. Kansas never really gets within an arm's length of really winning this game.
0: Yep. Um, like I said, Kansas built, I mean – have Kansas fans, you have had a heck of a... This has been a good season for Texas Tech fans. Kansas fans, you have had a heck of a season called game day. You've been ranked. Like, there's been so much good for this Kansas team this season. Now Lance Leipold has like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And he signed the contract. Um, Big upward trajectory for Kansas. We got lucky, I think, that we just had Bean... Um, and we were playing at home, and Chuck was feeling better. If we play this game 10 times, I don't think you win it. You're going to lose a number of those. Kansas is a good team. They have a lot of good utility. They've got a lot of good players. Their defense was starting to figure it out. But a win, and I like how you put that, an arm's-length win. he would be 43-28. And uh, it really didn't feel like we, I didn't feel comfortable until kind of the end, if we're being honest. And so kind of puts you back on track, though. Five and five, you're three and four in conference. And like you said, out of those two, one. you think one of them, Iowa State or Oklahoma, Oklahoma still looking a little weird. Iowa State's been doing these like, I'm going to win the game, but not really kind of things. It felt like you'd get one of them. And so bowl eligibility, one away felt
1: good we are one away we go to ames iowa we have not won a road game all season at this point we are zero and four on the road for texas tech football we just need one just give us one win here against the worst team in the conference can we do it the game was ugly it was, it was snowy it was cold um, I thought it was going to be a packed house. It was so cold that even Ames, even Ames residents were like, "Nah, man, we're not, we're not doing that." Um, yeah. And so the stadium was <laughs> the stadium was empty. Nobody, nobody was having a good time. Nobody was having fun. I was at, in the building at Jack Tri Stadium, just ugly and muggy. And it was the type of game that me and Dylan said it was going to be. We knew it was going to be an ugly game, and it was even uglier than we could have predicted. Um, with that, Tyler Shuck, um, stat line wasn't great, but he didn't make the big mistake. Right, he didn't try to do what you were talking about on the, the last part of, of zipping it through and threading the needle. He's like, man, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to live to see another down, and that was enough against this Iowa State defense or against this Iowa State team. And the defense, Iowa defense was as advertised; they were incredible, best defense in the Big Twelve. Um, and we talked about the improbable victory against Oklahoma in the last pod. This is a fairly improbable one too. We were losing on yards, we were losing on a lot of stuff, but. Tech was able to make right decisions at the right time and win this. After being up 7-3, um, Iowa State scores a fourth-quarter touchdown. And we're like, uh-oh, what's going to yeah, happen now? It. We've had to lead the whole game. This is weird. But Tyler Shutt goes on a 13-play drive in the fourth quarter when we needed him to do it the most. Nice pass to Baylor Cup. Tech wins
0: 14-10. 14-10. you know who got the first touchdown of the game? That's right. Is Donovan Smith, um, <laughs> yeah, disgusting game. This is the football that the Big Twelve does and never wants to have. It's it's Big Ten football at best. This just, just terrible. And as soon as they scored that fourth quarter touchdown, I thought there's no way but we can get. There's no way in hell we're gonna get. that felt insurmountable. But Tyler Shuck finds a way. Zach Kitley puts together a string of thirteen plays that's capped off by Baylor Cup. Um, the tight end get out. You escape Ames. Like most teams this year, you escape Iowa State, um, which is certainly frustrating for your your Cyclones who have gone from like dark horse. Hey, why aren't we talking about these guys in the Big Twelve conversation? Why aren't we talking about these guys maybe in like a playoff contention, like top ten kind of way? Now you're you one and seven in conference. Yeah, womp sucks. Um, but yeah. You survive Iowa State, and you get bowl eligible. Bowl eligible. Wow. There it is. That was my prediction. Six wins. We finally hit it. I didn't really care what happened against Oklahoma.
1: (laughs) Well, so we do play Oklahoma. And, you know, I just want to beat them. I ain't a lot to you. I just want to beat them. I don't like the Sooners at all. I just want to get that dub. Um, And we have not beaten Oklahoma since we walked into Norman and beat them in 2011. And, um, yeah, I just want the W. And uh, exciting, exciting game. Um, Texas Tech-Oklahoma, we have what the, they call the Walmart version of the 26 Mahomes versus Mayfield game. But after being down 24 to six, Tech makes it a one-point game at halftime. They score actually after being down 24 to six, they score 24 straight points. They're up 30 to 24, and it's back and forth from there on. Um, and Tech wins the game in overtime thanks to a Trey Wolf field goal, um, first time all in in Texas Tech history that we beat both Oklahoma and Texas in the same season. Um, absolutely incredible. Seven and five on the year. I predicted us to be four and eight. So let's let's just stop. So this game, let's just stop right there, Jeremy. And I know some people are saying, "Well, how the hell we are thirty minutes into this podcast and y'all y'all just not getting done with the games?" Yes, it's the season recap. This is what we're gonna do, baby. Um, but uh, Jeremy, I believe this team is gonna be four and eight. Four and eight is what I said. I and, I, and listen, I'll stand by. It. I'm gonna stand by. It. I at the beginning of the year, I said that this team, I didn't think this team was very talented. I said that they have Tyree Wilson, and he's a an credible player. Um, they have Reston Wright's a really good player. And Todd Brooks and Sir Roger Thompson are good running backs. And the secondary is good. However, secondaries being your best piece usually isn't a great thing. The linebackers struggle. The front seven, I'm not sure how good they're going to be outside of Tyree Wilson. I said the O-line has zero depth. The receivers are kind of no names. And we don't know what the hell's going to happen with the quarterback position. Now, let me tell you something, Jeremy. A lot of what I said at the beginning of the year still rang true. A lot <laughs> of it still rang true, right? A yep. lot of it does. Um, but none of that matters, right? At the end of the day, even though a lot of that still rang true, what was Texas Tech? They were the toughest, hardest-working team in the, in the nation. They were the brand. They were the brand. And so no matter what, the whole year we talked about how they, per, they persevered, how they would come down. I mean, we just went through a full recap of them losing and then winning and then losing and then winning and going for on four towns, being aggressive and all this other stuff. And and they were able to do improbable. I count at least three improbable losses on this team and, or in this season, right? This, this team easily could have been 4-8. There are games here where, you know, Tech usually probably loses. Tech usually loses the Texas game, straight up. That's usually a loss tech usually loses the Oklahoma game straight up we talked about it in the last pod that was the most improbable win in the last two years according to football scoop um you know hell tech probably even loses the Iowa State game like there's games in here I'm like man this is usually not a W usually not a win and so but flip side of that there are games that who knows a couple years from now maybe we win maybe we beat TCU in that same situation two years from now right so it's this season was absolutely incredible i mean what, what did you think about it? i know you actually predicted six and six you were a little bit better than i was and that in that regard but um what were your thoughts of it all
0: yeah i just i confused about i think the six and six for me it felt like a it felt like a long shot it did feel like that's going to be the ideal uh, it's going to be an amazing season for me if we get to six and six um and truthfully, it was as soon as we did. I thought, you know, you did a heck of a job with a lot of games, and sure, you let some go, but of course, you're a first year head coach. You have a whole new coaching staff. God forbid, you can't keep a quarterback to save your life. Um, ending up seven and five. Wow! I think that. I think, man, Coach McGuire. Did a lot of things right this season. Of course, we got the probably the biggest stain, obviously, Baylor. Uh, but you learned a lot. I think you learned a lot from that because we do see more consistency in having one quarterback in uh, outside of this baloney package crap. Um, but it's like you, you learn a lot from that game, and you take it forward, and you win the games that you can win. Um, impressed. I'm super impressed by this season. I am equally confused at what in the world's going to happen going forward. I know that kind of the quarterback uh situation is the one that's going to be the biggest storyline all all offseason. Uh we still got a bowl game to do, right? So we'll see how that goes, but like yeah. this 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 quarterback is it is it is as much a quarterback controversy if not bigger than it was before. Um you've got quarter- so what's funny about this season and you can look at it's it's like your first five let's let's discount Murray State that was kind of weird. You got four games from Smith, four games from Morton, and then you'll soon to have four games from Shuck, including the bowl game, uh, unless something crazy happens. Just ridiculous that we've we've we split up the season equally between three different quarterbacks, and all three have shown you really good performances and bad performances. Um, it's like what do you do with that? And Shuck said in this in the post game uh, in the presser after Oklahoma. Don Williams asked, um, you know, hey, which this is a good journalistic question. I still hate it with every fiber of my being. Hey, you know, everybody's doubting you. What do you want to say to him? And um, basically baiting Shuck. And Shuck says, "Um, you know, I didn't bother with it because I knew that I'd come out here and disappoint or I'd come out here and uh, prove him wrong. And then he follows it up by saying people even on staff, people even in this building doubted me, but screw them. He said, "He said, screw him," and spicy. I was uh, uh spicy. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that sounds like me, Albie. I know you're a big shut guy. That sounds like me. That he's not going to be at Texas Tech next season.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I, you know,
0: how do, I think do you it's make that about... comment though?
1: How do you make that comment?
0: Well, about the coaching I, staff.
1: I think that I think a lot of it is more so. um... You know, people did doubt him. I mean, that's everybody doubted him. I mean, I, you know, I was b- the biggest Chuck supporter, and then after <laughs> he was hurt, and after after that, you know, the, the TCU game, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a wrap. And so, um, I don't necessarily know if that's the case. I think it's more of just recognizing the fact that it, it was a long t- is a long way back. You could be very well right. I think with the quarterback situation coming in the next year, it's interesting, right? It's, it's very interesting. I. You know, our by way, way too early look at it is that I still think the most talented quarterback on the in the locker room, um, in the QB room is Tyler Shuck. I still believe that that he's the most talented. However, Baron Morton's right there. Baron Morton is right there. He's he's he, and he showed us everything he can be, um, and that he's a couple years younger as well. So he showed us everything that he can be in that situation. Um, so it'll be very interesting, right? Because now Baron Morton will be now going into his redshirt uh, uh, sophomore season. And so as he goes into his redshirt sophomore season, you know, will he be okay being the backup if, if Tyler Shuck is around? Or, or does the job go to Barry Morton outright even over Tyler Shuck, right? I do think, I know he's your boy, but I do think that one thing is for certain, it, it would be between Morton and Shuck if all three did come back. Though, I say with Donovan Smith, you have more flexibility with Donovan Smith than you do the other two. I think with Donovan Smith, and you kind of saw it in other, like Max Duggan, for example. Max Duggan was going to be used whether Chandler Morris, Morris goes out for TCU or not. Max Duggan's been yeah. there for a long while. He's a veteran. The players play behind him. So if Chandler Morrison's started the whole day, Max Max Duggan's just going to be a tight end or a different package or what have you. But he's going to play. And I think the same thing happens with Donovan Smith. He plays. You find ways to get a guy like him on the field, and he's more versatile than the other two can be in that situation. Um, but it's very interesting to see what does happen. In Shuck versus Morton. I, I still think I'd still love to have all three. All three back next year, and I think there's a chance that we do see all three back next year. Morton's always wanted to be a Red Raider, and there's no there's no question that's asked of whether he still will be. But you brought up a good point in our chat the other day. There is another quarterback coming. Jake Strong is coming to the quarterback room, and so um, that's another thing to think about. So it's it's quarterback will be very interesting for this team next year, uh, but also Joey McGuire's first full class. Will be coming. A top twenty-five recruiting class will be here. Will be in, and some of his class from last year will also be ready to make make an impact. Guys like Joe uh, Adedire, uh, Joe Joseph Adedire, got a defensive freshman of the year vote. Got some votes for defensive freshman of the year. Kind of surprising, um, to be honest. But kind, he got kind some of shocker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he got some. Um, and but I will say though it was surprising he got it. It's not because of talent. That guy can ball. Flat out, the guy can ball. Yeah. The guy knows how to play the sport, the game of uh, football, um, and a lot of those guys are going to be here next year. And so, a lot of those guys are going to get that experience next year. So, it's going to be interesting to see uh, that team come in. This was supposed to be, in my opinion, a rebuilding year. So, going in to see, you know, now let's let's see a real Joey Ball next year. Um, that'll definitely be interesting. I do want to give shout outs before we going to go move on a little bit more. Uh, to all Big Twelve and all national selections. So, shout out, big shout out to Tyree Wilson. Honorable mention for All American from from uh, Pro Football Focus. Um, so some of those, some more of those All American shout outs will be coming after the championship game. So hopefully we gets more All American nods. But at the very least. Pro Football Focus, which isn't a real thing, but it's still a good a good thing to, to know about yourself, knowing that people that do these evaluations and these grades think that you're really good. So he got an All-American Honorable Mention selection. Um, he also was Honorable Mention for Defensive Player of the Year, um, which Defensive Player of the Year did end up in the Big 12, did end up going to Felix uh, Anaduke Uzoma, who very deserved. Let me just say that. He is a beast. Um, but honorable mention for that one. Also honorable mention for defensive lineman of the year that also went to Uzoma, because you know, of course. Um, but uh, but Tyree Wilson did get he did get recognized fully, making the All Big 12 first team, and you can't you can't deny him on that one. You may say something about Uzoma here and there, but you cannot deny him making first All Big 12 team, and the names are d line for Big 12. Dante Sills, uh, Sills from West Virginia, Will McDonald from Iowa State, uh, like I said, Uzomo from Kansas State, Siaki Ika uh, from from Baylor, like that is that that D line, bruh. Come on now. So Tyree Wilson putting his name amongst them, um, really good good stuff for him. Uh, also, the Wolf Trey Wolf, honorable mention for Special Teams Player of the Year. So so good on him for that. I don't really see how you get an honorable mention for Special Teams Player of the Year, but you don't make an All-Big 12 first or second team. So that's my gripe. I don't really see how he didn't make it over Phillip Brooks from Kansas State. I think he should have made it over him. But, you know, it is what it is. Teach his own. Other other guy that did make an All-Big 12 team, Malik Dunlap. Malik Dunlap, All-Big 12 second team, incredible, right? Rashad Williams came in as kind of the hot commodity at corner. So, team said, you know what? That guy, he's big, he's long. We're just gonna attack Dunlap. We're gonna, we're gonna just get him. And Dunlap hey, said, "All oh, right, season. try me." Yeah, he said, "Try me." He said, "Try me, try me." And he he balled out. Malik Dunlap, an absolutely great uh, season, getting all Big Twelve uh, mentions. Other guys that you know, and I'll, I'll go ahead and 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 do kind of rattle off some of the other All Big Twelve mentions. Um, starting off with the offensive side of the ball. So we had Sir Roderick Thompson. uh, Baron Morton (laughs) got an All-Big 12 Honorable Mention piece. So so that's kind of crazy. Duran Bradley, All-Big 12 Honorable Mention. Miles Price. uh, Landon Peterson in the O-line. Henry Teeter, your boy at the tight end position. And then Dennis Wilburn on offense, all getting Honorable Mention for offense. Um, For the defense, we ended up getting Tony Bradford, Getting that all, mentor, um, all honorable mention selection again, um, as did Krishan Merriweather, Jalen Hutchins, Joseph Adedare, uh, Muddy Waters, and Rashad Williams all getting it for the defensive side of the ball. And then um, special teams, like I said, Trey Wolf got it, but Austin McNamara also getting honorable mention um, uh, callouts from the Big 12. So a lot, of, a lot of mentions there. A lot of mentions. I do think Joey McGuire probably would have got some votes for Big 12 Coach of the Year if... Sunny Dykes wasn't like Sunny Dykes is the Big Twelve Coach of the Year. Like, there's really no competition yeah, man. there. Like, <laughs> there's really nothing else you can. Like, I'm sorry, Chris Kleiman and Joey McGuire. Like, y'all deserve your flowers for the season that y'all have had. But you, no one's beating Sunny Dykes. He's probably winning National Coach of the Year. Um, and you're definitely not beating him in the Big Twelve. So it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. I still, I mean, impressive how many Red Raiders ended up on getting nods i think at the beginning of the season if you would have listed off all of those people a lot of it would be a shock right you'd be like ah, really um but the way the season is panned out it makes total sense there are some i mean uh, of course we're just watching tech football all season so like you know inside i'm like dang why not why not this person dang why not this person but truthfully, like a good list and um, really building up for next year as well. I think, I think McGuire, what McGuire is able to do is help people excel at their position. Um, I think his, the way his coaching staff is built, the way that this brand is built, right? You've got people like Malik Dunlap, hey, man, like you have a good opportunity. You're getting picked on. I like, hopefully it's like, hey, don't, you don't want that. But because he's getting picked on, he sees it as an opportunity and he goes for it, right? And he's a dog. Um, Great. I mean, just great effort all around by everybody on this list um, from Texas Tech, for sure. Earned it. Earned it.
1: Absolutely. So as we take a way too early look in the next year, um, a lot of seniors on this team. A lot of seniors on this team. Uh, the secondary and the D-line probably getting the biggest hit of t- players leaving. Uh, when it comes to the secondary, say goodbye to everybody. Everybody's leaving um, from the secondary. Not a lot of people coming back. Uh, uh, you may have... You know, if you remember the names Kobe Miner and Joseph Plunk, you'll hear them a lot more going forward as those guys now become the vets after being after dealing with vets all season. So, uh, excuse me, hopefully, so that's going to be a big piece there. But our linebackers, we do lose Kosai Eldridge and Krishan Merriweather. Um, or we lose, at least, we no, sorry, not Kosai Eldridge. But we do lose Krishan Merriweather. Uh, but the linebackers, which is kind of a piece that we were hot and cold, Come back with a vengeance next year, right? A lot of the linebackers, and, and actually, I said, I said, uh, I was really talking about Dimitri Moore, he, he's, the, he's the one leaving, but Josiah Pierre will be back. Um, Kosai Eldridge should be back. Tyreek Matthews, Jacob, uh, Jacob Rodriguez, like a lot of those guys, Robert Wooten, a lot of those guys will be back. Linebacking course should be very good next year, right? you know. You lose Merriweather, but overall, a very good piece there. Um, D line, well, Philip Leedy. We looked at you when Tyree Wilson went down. Now we're going to look at you again because now no Tyree Wilson, no Jalen Hutchins, no Tony Bradford. All of those are gone, but you still have Philip Bleedy. You do have Vidal Scott who played a really good role um, towards the end of the season there. So he'll be there uh, as well. Um, like I said, Josiah Pierre, Joseph Adadire will be back again. He was a true freshman last year. So he'll be back again. Uh, so that's on defense, a two early look on of defense offensively. Like I said, we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterbacks and we do lose Roger Thompson, but, We're going to see a lot more Cameron Valdez at the running back position. So that's going to be fun. Uh, With the exception of Xavier White, everybody comes back from receivers. I expect the receivers to be a lot better. We saw what Duran. We, we've we seen flashes from Duran Bradley, J.J. Sparkman, Trey Cleveland, Loic Funger. We've seen it on the outside. We know they can do more. Miles Price will be back. He will be the talkative, funny um, beast of a leader that we're going to see him back next year. He'll be back. So will Nehemiah Martinez. Um, and as far as the O-line, it will be very interesting. Let me just say the O-line will be very interesting. What I hope to see is a lot of more depth. Right. Michael Shanahan, hopefully we'll get a little bit more playing time as he gets more experience as well. He should be back. Weston, really the only guys that we're going to really see leave is really just Weston Wright and Dennis Wilbur and Ethan Card. Like everybody else will be back next year. Caleb Rogers will be back. and I know he struggled a lot, but hopefully that experience will help him out. Jacoby Jackson was a freshman this year, so he's a big boy that's going to get a lot more respect. Monroe Mills, same thing. Um, so they'll all be back. And then our tight ends. Henry Teeter's gone. Everybody else comes back. Right, that is Baylor Cup and boy, Mason Farb. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. Um, So it's some some people are leaving, but we still got a good team that really really hit it next year. So um, uh, so Jeremy, I know I think you had some some stats for us as far as the historic season that Texas Tech has had. You don't?
0: Oh well, I
1: I got you. If you if you don't, you got me. Head at me. I got you. I got you. Nah. So I was just
0: gonna talk about. Yeah, go ahead.
1: No. So some of the history behind the season. So Texas Tech is seven and five, seven and five in the regular season. The first time that we are seven and five in the regular season since the 2016 season when we played LSU in the Texas Bowl. Um, Texas Tech is also, or 2015, sorry, 2015 when we played LSU in the in the, the Texas Bowl. Um, Texas Tech is also the first time going to back to back. Bowl games since 2012, 2013. That was the last year of tuberville and the first year of Kingsbury. So funny, that the last year of Wells it coincides with the last year of Wells and the first year of Maguire. Um, also, we already talked about the first time ever the Texas Tech has beaten Texas has beaten both Texas and Oklahoma in the same season. First time beating Oklahoma since 2011. First time beating Texas Tech at home since 2000 or some, Texas at home since 2008. First time beating a Texas ranked opponent since 2008. Um, just so so many so many grandest uh, moments and occasions in this battle right here. So many great firsts for Joy McGuire in his first season. But mostly, I do want to bring you this, Jeremy. Last year, we talked. We beat, Texas, we beat Mississippi State in the bowl game, and their head coach is Mike Leach. And we are very much an anti-curses podcast. However, we said that though we're not against Kirk, we don't, we don't believe in curses. This one kind of seems to be a little true. And is it a shock to you that the first year post the Mike Leach curse being broken... We're 7-5. and five. We're breaking all these records. We're doing things we haven't done in a long time. Joey McGuire is actually the man that he has promised to be. Um, uh, it's, it's amazing.
0: It's a great first year. Can we? Great I first. mean, a great first year. It couldn't have, it, you know, I am not in the least upset about it. I'm excited. Like you said, I mean, everything you said is just, it's on the mark. We're losing a couple of, you know, we're losing a lot of talent on the defensive end. But we've got a lot of young guys coming up. Uh, you know, at some point there's going to be an aggression. I'm interested with the guys that McGuire's bring in on the defensive side of the ball, how they're going to contribute, and who is already on the roster that we don't know about right now that is going to be a bigger factor next year. That's going to be a really good question going into the off season. The offense, it all the offensive line, of course, is a really good question for me. Consistency at the quarterback position. I think translates directly to like those four or five receivers becoming great from good, right? Of course, we're gonna have a of course. We're gonna have a long off season here, um, or regular off season. I guess we're going a bowl game. You got an off season here where you're gonna be able to practice a lot with uh, QBs one and two, um, especially. Having an idea of who your QB1 is going to be kind of in the summer is going to pay dividends whenever we're coming into fall camp and they're like, hey, I know who's going to be tossing. I know their tendencies I know the way they like to play. Oftentimes, you know, we see receivers not sure if, like, okay, Morton's going to run out, uh, if Smith's going to take a run, um, you know, where Shuck is going to – if Shuck's going to throw to me, there's three guys on me, is he going to throw to me or not? Um, having that consistency – I think the offense will see a lot of growth in the off season. Hopefully, I mean the, the kind of the umbrella over all of this, right? Hopefully, Kitley, after his first year in the Big Twelve, has a much better idea at how it operates here. You know how difficult games can be, how difficult certain places can be. Um, you know you, you've you traveled a lot to some of the worst places um, in your conference that are going to continue to be in your conference, right? You Oklahoma State, Kansas State. TCU now Iowa State certainly not going to be easy places to play um we'll get to, I think we'll probably get to get out of playing in Norman it's kind of a win um Kitley what do you do like how do you adjust in the offseason how do you grow as an offensive coordinator and how do you disseminate that skill um, that growth that maturity into your offensive scheme there's a lot of really good narratives here but it all starts alby with the foundation of a good Seven and five season as we go into the bowl game.
1: Yep. Yep. Also, actually, I actually missed a couple of things is that we're five and four, a winning season in the Big 12 for the first time since 2009, fourth place in the Big 12, highest rank we've had since 2009 as well. So, um, no, I'm all great incredible. things. Yeah, all great things, Jeremy, um, and and great, great. I think one thing is, is there has been a lot of discourse about Zach Kelly. Is his first year playing, coaching, in big boy football, right? As a coordinator, so he ideally he will only get better. Um, Tim Deruder is the best defensive coordinator we have had since that boy Ruffin. So uh, hopefully he stays. <laughs> hopefully he's at least a coordinator for another year. But he's 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 been incredible as well um so yeah texas tech football incredible season we're kind of gonna wait and see what happens in the big 12 championship game um this is dropping on saturday so we'll see what happens in the big Twelve championship game who will we uh, whether and and that means a lot because tech could be going to the cheese it bowl if ideally and and mind you bowls can pick whoever they want they don't have to pick the team that's fourth in the conference if they don't want to but usually they do um and if that usually what that would mean is is that if tcu wins and they go to the college football playoff that means we are actually the third big 12 team then we go to the ac to the uh, cheesy bowl we would likely either be playing florida state or north carolina if we do end up going to the texas bowl sec doesn't operate that way sec just tells which bowls that they're going to pick and they can choose over the la one and that might be i saw something saying that if we go to the texas bowl we may be mocked against arkansas could have us against lsu again Which would be, oh, she's pretty good. Well, they just lost against AM. There's a chance. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Um, You know, could have us against uh, Missouri. That'd be an interesting one as well. So, um, all in all, but good. We're going to a good bowl game. Not just a bowl game, a good bowl game. Um, I think the worst bowl we could possibly go to is likely back to the Liberty Bowl, but I don't really see that happening. Um, So, uh, but yeah. All great Bulls. I'm excited for them. But really now, as the season, regular season's over at 7-5, we turn the page. Next week, we will be starting to talk about basketball again. Basketball, basketball, basketball. The Red Raiders, the men's team had a struggle bus, a little struggle of a time there in, in Maui, as they lost two games in the Maui Invitational. Uh, the women's basketball team also had a tournament of their own, where they played in a Marriott ballroom for whatever reason. It was supposed to be, basically, it was supposed to be an athletes' and Lim- uh, um, United setup. And that setup, if you ever seen anything like that, it's incredible. It's great. There's a big scoreboard on the side. It's, it's, it's. Uh, the, I think the basketball tournament tried to do something like that as well last year. It was great. and That's what they were promised. That's not what they got. Uh, but either way, the, the the women's basketball team still went out, won two of those games as well. Looked really good. Jazz Schaffers, who has got Big 12 Freshman of the Week and who followed it up afterward? Bailey Moppin. Bailey Moppin's the truth. First of all, Bailey Moppin is the
0: truth. She's
1: the truth. She is. Yeah. She is. Oh, we were, oh my, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that when we we talk about basketball, but um, we are switching over, switching gears from football to the basketball. And you won't, so we won't get back on here until we find out a little bit more about where we are playing uh, our bowl game at. And Hopefully it winds up just like last year, because I already you, you kind of tweeted at it that Florida State fans already think that they're too good to play Texas seven and five Texas taking a bowl game. We're too good. I mean, You're I know we just up. were. Yeah. I know just two years ago we didn't make a bowl and we were getting our recruits stolen out of uh, from under us by Jackson State. But now we're too good. All right, ACC guys, y'all just relax. All right, don't don't get whooped now or right, suffer the same fate as Mississippi State. All right, so, uh, Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people before we uh, wind down this hour-long pod?
0: Nah, man, great season by Coach McGuire. Really good way to start off your era, your tenure here at Texas Tech. Guy is Lubbock through and through. He loves it. Um, he's done a really good job at using what he what he has, what Wells brought in. Um did a lot with this season, a lot more, I think, than a lot of people, especially uh, I think he did a lot more than everybody outside of Texas Tech expected him to, and that's a win.
1: I mean, he did a lot more than some people inside Texas Tech expected him to. I know hey, I did. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say I it, didn't. but. I I can't remember what exactly I said, but I, I think I said something like if he goes 6-6 six and six this season, give him the – I said give him the coach of the year already. I didn't know Sonny Dykes would win the whole thing. but um, Yeah, no, he is – He has been incredible this year. 7-5 and with this roster is is incredible. Um, And the way he's really, everybody played out to the potential. So, good job for him. Just Texas Tech, we don't have to give him an extension just yet. Like, we can wait and see what he does in year two. Let's just hold up a little bit. Uh, But, absolutely fantastic job by Joel McGuire. I, I expect great things. I really do expect great things. Our trajectory right now is fantastic. Also, another big news, they did announce that uh the 12 game the 12 team playoff is in the 12 team playoff is in which means in two years the 2024 season it'll be Joe mcguire's third year here and who knows maybe we're ready to to increase from fourth place in the big 12 to right there baby because right here's in the, the playoff if you, in the playoff if you finish top two in the big 12 sounds that's like it. you should be in the that's top 12 need. playoff right like that's that's it right there so um. Yeah, and that and by that time, twenty twenty four, we'll be in the new the new twelve team Big Twelve, kick yeah. the Longhorns, kick the Sooners up out of there. So it'll be it'll be uh get some quality teams. teams. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. So uh, it'll be fun. So um, ecstatic, great season. We got to get out of here. But uh, for Jeremy Gillen, the people's champ, this is Albie Shore, and you have been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, home of the seven and five Texas Tech Red Raiders, uh, Joey McGuire's boys. Um, part of the 1012 network and the official podcast for sports as always stay wrecked people.